Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pretty soon, a little over a year from now, is when the Legends out in KCK is going to have a Margaritaville Hotel. <laughs> oh, wow. boy. Oh, Jimmy's gone, but his legacy lives on. And uh, yeah, I I thought it was interesting to see your comments about this as soon as the uh, as soon as some of the pictures came out. Yeah, they're not subtle. <laughs> That's a very good way of putting it. No, um, if you've never seen, and I've never seen one in person, I don't think. Maybe I have. If if I have, it's not standing out to me. But it's it's Margaritaville. It's like being out in the sun and fun, and and it, this is not designed to be a super classy joint it's i think gaudy was the word that i used it's loud yep. it's loud and there's and a it's lot probably of, supposed to be boy and, and a lot of aqua and a lot and of yellow. orange and yellow and yeah i mean it's you're not going to mistake it for anything else it's pretty clear what the theme is and i yeah the only margaritaville that i've been to is the key west uh now that's not mm -hmm. a hotel that's just the restaurant right but I've been to the original one there, and that was a lot of years ago. But the, the, I mean, the one thing I'll give them is, boy, did they market it well. That place is packed from the time that it opens until the time that it closes every single day. It sure seems like us getting the World Cup in 2026 helped. Yes. Push this, push this along a bit. Again, we're getting the World Cup in 2026. I feel like it's been coming for a long time, but now we're two years away. And that this was part of it. Um, 229 rooms will feature an outdoor resort style pool, an indoor pool, meeting and event spaces, a retail location, Margaritaville styled restaurants and bars, plural, along with various additional entertainment and activity offerings. My question about this that's not answered in the story that I have is, will there be gambling? Because you're Kansas side. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's right close to the casino that's already there. So I yeah. don't know if the is that Hollywood that's out there at the yeah. near yep. the legend. Yeah, I don't know if those mm -hmm. folks would be all that thrilled about having a gambling hotel right down the street from them. But so what? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it making them angry doesn't mean it's not going to get done. My guess is they probably won't. That they don't want to be that kind of competition. I, you know, and now that I say that, I don't know if there's gambling at any of the locations. Any of the that's what I didn't bills. know. Yeah, um, it looks like the kind of place that would have it. That's why yeah, I ask. That's true. It looks like the kind of place that would have, uh, a, you know, some slot machines and stuff like that. I think um, the one in Vegas does. What well, everything okay. in Vegas does. Yeah, but if you right. want to talk yeah. specifically gambling, the, the Margaritaville Hotel in Las Vegas, I would assume has 
has gambling. Yeah, very likely. Yeah, I think there's 7-Elevens in Vegas that have gambling, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that that's actually true. I think Churches. they all have the machines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, $150 million development set to break ground at the northeast corner of I-70 and 435. That would be just directly east of the Legends Outlets, set to open in the spring of 2025. Interesting. Cool. All right. Yeah. I we'll, like new we'll development. See. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there, there's already obviously a couple of places that you can stay that are also in that same kind of resort realm, but very different vibe. For sure. This is definitely the only beach style resort that we have in our our landlocked state of Kansas. Yeah. Here. <laughs> there so, are, so I looked it up. There are two resort casino gambling locations in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> and in Bossier City, uh, Los Angeles. You can't even get a real beer in Oklahoma. You can go gamble at the at the Margaritaville wow. there? That's yes. But that is surprising. Wow. And can I assume that some of that's because of the gambling on the Indian reservations that are abundant? Oh, could that be. would be my guess, yeah. That's uh, the same thing is true of the Hard Rock in uh, in Tampa because it's on Seminole land. It was the <laughs> Seminole Indian Casino before it was the Hard Rock. Okay. Um, wow, so weird. Where was the other one? California, Los Angeles? In California, yeah. The Margaritaville Resort Casino in, I don't know how to pronounce that, Bossier City, B-O-S-S-I-E-R. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, So kind of a cool thing for us to look forward to here. We talked about the Applebee's date night pass, the $200 deal. Remind Mm -hmm. me, it was $200 that you spent to get like $1,500 worth, but you could only go, you could only spend so much at a time. Right, you could only go. Th- uh, you could only spend thirty dollars a trip on food. Alcoholic beverages were not part of the deal, uh, but you did get a drink. So you could get like if you ordered fifteen dollars worth of food, you would get a free Coke along with that, and you could only use it fifty-two times in the course of a year. You didn't necessarily necessarily have to go once a week. You could go fifty-two days in a row if you wanted to, but it was only once a day. Total of fifty-two times a year times $30 worth of food that you would get as part of this pass, and that adds up to just over $1,500. And it was a $200 admission price for this date night pass. And boy, did you want them. When you say you, you mean you general public wanted them. Yes, absolutely. Now, I always, anytime anybody makes an announcement like this, this, I think, well, how many did you have? That's a good question. When you say, due to popular demand... And they it didn't is sold say. out. <laughs> right. But yeah. they did say the only thing they told us was before these things went on sale, they said it was going to be a limited number. Well, that limited number sold out in about 20 minutes. Um. Yeah. Like, was it 10? Did, did they just have 10 <laughs> available that you could go get? Uh-huh. Or two per location, you know, so that that way it would make sense to me if it was a limited number per location. That way each location could keep track. You know, right, of, you, of how many were out there. Yeah, you had to order them online. You had to go in to Applebee's.com and, and be able to uh, put your bid in for these things at 200 bucks a piece. And, I mean, who wouldn't? I don't yeah. I don't remember the last time I ate at an Applebee's, but if I'd have remembered Monday morning, I would have tried. Sure. Do you, um, even if, can you give them to, like, could you, does it have to be you that uses it all 52 times, or can you let your your buddy use it one time, doesn't, or can you doesn't let say. your... I think you have to. I think the pass owner has to be there. Like you can bring okay. whoever you want for your quote unquote date night. If you wanted to bring your buddy for you know one of these things after a Chiefs game or whatever, you could do it. Uh, okay, because because that would make more sense. I'm not going 52 times, but 
Colin can use it once for a date, and you and Jen can go, and you know, <laughs> can pass that thing around a little bit and see whoever see whoever wants to go. Right. Um, well, good on him. That was really good marketing, and uh, it worked out very very well. Um, phone lines are ringing. I don't know why, but sure. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. You never know. Fancy like what's going on. I did not request the song be played. I want that <laughs> for the record. That Colin got so mad at me last time that I didn't ask for fancy like to be played, even though well it's done. totally appropriate for the story. Craft uh, <laughs> is coming out with some new flavors of. Is this mac and cheese or sliced cheese? No, these are cheese slices. And this is the first time. This is big news, I guess, because this is the first time in a very long time that Kraft has added. And these are, okay, so there's there's Kraft cheese that's in the big, long, you know, blister packages, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, they, that are not separated. Or if they are, they're just separated with a little piece of wax paper. Then there's the Kraft singles, which come individually wrapped in that thing that we always rip in half when we try to get the cheese out. It's that. Um, so for the regular Kraft cheese, there's a zillion different varieties of that. But this is the first time, and I think they said it was like 17 years, that they had they had released a new flavor of Kraft singles. And not only did they release a new one, they released three of them. So now, in addition to the regular old Kraft American singles, and these are the pasteurized processed cheese food product, you know, <laughs> the, the stuff that's barely even cheese. You know, they held it near a cow once or something. And mm-hmm. uh, so you'll be able to get garlic. Uh, you'll be able to get caramelized onion. And jalapeno. I should, oh, and jalapeno is the other one. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, because now spicy is everything. So, yeah, I mean, and the garlic and herb one, that sounds interesting. I would give that a ride. They all sound interesting. I don't know how I feel yeah. about the caramelized onion, but jalapeno and garlic and herb. Yeah, I could, you know, I, I could do a grilled cheese with that. You know what I think the the caramelized onion one is about is cheeseburgers. Oh, that makes sense. That you're that's right. not one that you're going to eat, you know, just by itself. But you probably throw that on a cheeseburger, and yeah, I mean, just melt that thing on top of the cheeseburger. I'd be totally down with that. This is what they suggested: uh, using the caramelized onion singles on a ham and cheese panini. The jalapeno singles on a steak sandwich and the garlic and garlic and herb singles on a chicken parm. Ooh. I'm I'm okay with this. I don't buy a lot of this kind of cheese. I don't eat a lot of grilled. I just don't I don't cook with that very often. Yeah. I would try this out just for something different. Yeah, just to see if there's anything to it, you know, to see how well that melds with Kraft's model of making that kind of cheese. I need them to do a variety pack so I can try all three in one. <laughs> so I'm not go... stuck with 16 slices of something I don't want. <laughs> right. You don't want to be too invested. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because 16 slices for, is it $3 or something for the pack? I don't know. But that's probably, yeah. That's a lot that I'm, because kids aren't going to eat that. These these are geared for adults. These Definitely. are not geared for the kids that are eating the grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. I think they're they're probably geared for the adults that grew up eating craft singles out of the package when they were kids, you know, mm-hmm. so it's still got that little bit of nostalgia to it, but it's something that's more geared toward an adult palate. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up, uh, some medical news to get to here. Uh, we have a new blood test that is coming out as soon as this week. $500 is what it would cost you to learn if you have this particular illness. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. All right, if you had the ability to know 15 years before you showed symptoms of Alzheimer's that you had it and were likely to get it, would you take that step for $500? Yes, 100%, I would. 
knowing that that test is out there, uh, I look at it the same way. I mean, there are genetic disorders that you can do that with now. And I, I respect both sides of the argument. Like Huntington's chorea is one that comes up a lot mm -hmm. because it's another disease that only ends one way. You die right. from that. And you can do a genetic test to see if you're going to, and it's, it's A or B. I mean, it's you're going to get mm -hmm. it or you're not going to get it. Right. So in that case, I'm just the kind of person, I don't know what makes that difference in somebody, but I'm the one who would want to know. Um, I, I don't want it to be a surprise because if it were, every little thing that went wrong with me, I would mm -hmm. think, is this it? If it were a surprise, you mean? You'd wonder? Or if yeah, it were. If, if, if I didn't know. Like if, um, if, with the Alzheimer's thing. If I didn't get the test, if the tests were available to me and I had a history in my family of Alzheimer's disease, because as I understand it, this is for a particular kind of Alzheimer's that has a genetic component to it. That's how they yeah. know. So it, not all Alzheimer's does. But if I had a history and I didn't get the test, every time I had trouble remembering something, I would think to myself, oh, no, it started. I do have it. This has got to be what it is. But the truth of the matter is we forget stuff all the time. <laughs> tell me about it right now. I feel like in the last couple of years, I say this all the time. I have to ask you all the time. Did we do this story already? Because I just can, I just can never remember any more things like that. I went, this is true. And Dana and Parks can back me up on this. It was last Thursday or Friday as they were coming in and I was leaving. I walked around the studio for a good five minutes looking for the glasses that I was looking through. Yeah, it, they weren't even like up on my head. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. They were on my face. I was looking through them going, where are my glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's like that. So this was out of the Daily Mail. Um, and this is a blood test. And this is not going to be covered by insurance uh, because the test has not yet been recommended by an official U.S. health body. That might concern some people. But it's not you're not putting anything in your body. It's a swab. I mean, yeah. it's you're just you're sending the test off and then it tells you for five hundred dollars whether you have um, whether whether it's detected. Uh, so five hundred dollars, it's called the ALZ path DX test, which works by looking for a danger protein in the blood. You can order it through your doctor. Uh, research has shown the mail in test is just as accurate, but much faster than other methods. Um, I guess there's a method where they pull fluid out of your spinal cord in order Ooh. to be able to, that Yikes. is painful. Thank, oh my thank God. You. Spinal tap, no. Wow, no thank you. Um, you have your blood drawn by physicians. Samples are sent to a lab in Washington state, which can run hundreds of tests per day. Uh, there are talks underway to run the tests at other labs around the country. Uh, you can order the tests anywhere in the US via your doctor. Yeah, I, I went around. Uh, it does not but, need to be approved by the FDA. Okay, good. Yeah, it, right, because it's just a test. It's not a drug. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I went around a little bit this morning because Alzheimer's, because I don't have a family history of it, is something I don't know very much about, um, except you know what the symptoms are, you know, just from following famous people who have gone through it, like Glenn Campbell. But I, I part of the reason that I would want to know is, unlike with Huntington's, there are things you can do where... It, it won't stop it from happening, but it can push it off. Um, and they're the same things that they tell you to do for absolutely everything. Diet, exercise, uh, stay, you know, keeping your cholesterol down, keeping your blood sugar down. All of those things have an effect on the onset of Alzheimer's disease. So 
if by learning that I do have those amyloid plaques or whatever it is, the amyloid proteins in my blood, that 15 years from now might be a problem, maybe I can push that off to 20. Yeah, what would you do differently if you knew that 10 or 15 years down the road or at some point you were going to have Alzheimer's, what would you do differently if you were to know? To me, 500 bucks is not a lot to find that information out. I do have it in my yeah. family, so I would be curious to know. And it's something I worry about a lot. Um, with my mom, especially, I worry about the dementia part a lot. And one of the things they talk about with that, and we'll get to your calls here in a second, feel free to get in here. But one of the things they talk about in trying to stave that off is staying mentally stimulated, even in retirement. Yes. When my mom retired, it was one of the first things I worried about. I said, you're used to being in this really big job. I need you to stay involved in things. Just to, And so she plays word games on her phone as a way to just kind of keep her brain engaged. 913-586-7798. Let's get to a call here before we take a break. Mary Jo is up in Blue Springs. Hi, Mary Jo. Hi, guys. Hey there. Hey, um, so my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2010. And um, we are so fortunate that we have the KU campus uh, in our city uh, and to our accessibility. So they offer um, a few different things. And so I took my mom to their... They have an Alzheimer's research facility building. And so I took her there and we had the baseline test done um, on her. And that really helped um, later that year when, when we needed it uh, to know kind of where she stood in the process. But also then right after her diagnosis, I had the baseline test done myself um, with them so that throughout the years, as I progress in age, um, then, you know, we can check kind of stages to see if, if I'm seeing anything, uh, to see if they see anything. Okay. And um, that research facility, they are looking for volunteers uh, for different studies and clinical trials, and it's free. You don't have to pay $500 for a test. Um, can, can I ask, and, and obviously you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I'm just asking for my own information and for the people listening. What did the test you took involve? What did you have to do? Um, so the first baseline test was an all-day, like, serious, repetitive type, um, just memory test, right? So, so they're they testing wanted- cognition and memory. Got it. Okay. Yes, cognition and memory is exactly what they're testing, but it is grueling, and you leave there kind of emotionally drained for that day. But, man, to have that um, information and to be able to have it done clinically so that they can, you know, so that as time goes on, like I said, they can go back and compare uh, the progress. And I know that there's two... uh, two drugs on the market that are, I have seen be superior with, uh, at the onset um, of Alzheimer's um, because of how my mom has progressed with it. Um, immediately, we started her on Numenda and Aricep, and she has been living with this now for um uh, 14 years and she still knows our name. That's great. Uh, and it, and you know, at this point, I feel like we, we have maxed. I decided 
just actually the end of the year, um, to take her off of those because I do feel like we've hit a point that they are no longer beneficial to her. Um, but look at, I mean, how many more years we've, we've got out of it, I believe, because those two drugs together are really good at um, uh, maintaining where the brain is. It doesn't that's, prevent Yeah, that, that's, that's great to know. And we've got to go for a break, but I want to ask you just in a word, if it came down to it five years from now, would you get the spinal tap or a blood test or this kind of test? If, if money weren't an object, would you get it just to know if you've got this in your future? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, best to you and your mom. Thank you so much for the information. Thanks, Mary Jo. We appreciate getting in. Uh, what would you do? 913-586-7798. Uh, we'll get to more of your comments next year on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So as soon as this week sometime, a $500 test becomes available uh, that would test your blood for protein to see if it has a particular version of Alzheimer's. What the story doesn't tell me is how long it takes for the test to come back, but it could detect Alzheimer's, that, that genetic link, 15 years before symptoms would appear. It's not been approved by the FDA. It doesn't seem to make that big of a deal because you get the test through your doctor anyway, and all it's doing is going off to a lab and then seeing if it matches. And so to you, would you want to know if you're in that position where there's reason to believe that this might be a, become a problem for you down the road, would you want that confirmation or would you just rather go through your life, live your life as you're going to and let the chips fall where they may later on? What happens tomorrow is tomorrow's business. We'll go back to the phones. Alex and KCK is up next with us. Hi, Alex. Hi, good good, uh, good morning and or good afternoon. Hey, you guys hit on something that just hit me right smack in the face. Yesterday, I had to go see my neurologist, and uh, he did a, I have severe nervous system damage for various reasons, but he did what they call a buccal swab uh, to test for amyloidosis and other inherited neuropathies. And um, a lot of this seems to be, and many of my members of my family have had problems with dementia, uh, it seems to me that they're just having a lot of hard time diagnosing all this stuff with all the tests that they've had to do with me for the last two years. So what I'm saying, what I'm suggesting is that, yeah, you know, there's some routes that we can take to uh, let people know that they're going to suffer from dementia and, and, or Alzheimer's, but uh, there is hope and there are good cures and there are answers, and I think 
Uh, it's sad that we don't give it more attention than we do, but hey, you know what? You guys do a good job announcing all that stuff, and that makes me happy because now well, we you. got a voice. Hey, appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thanks very much, and best of luck. Boy, if you wouldn't do it, I want to talk to you. I, I Because I'm sure there are people on the side of, I don't want to know. I want to live my life the way I would always live it, and I don't want to, to your point, always wondering every time I forget where my glasses are, is this Alzheimer's now? I, I can see not wanting the information. Yeah, and, and even though I do, I, yeah, I can see it on the other side of people who would say, okay, but if I do get the test, and I know for sure if it comes back positive, and they say yes, you're going to eventually go through this, whatever it is, whether it's Alzheimer's or the other diseases that we were talking about. Now I hear nothing but the clock ticking, wondering, okay, now I know it's going to happen. When's it going to happen? I, I can totally see it from that standpoint, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Thanks to everybody for getting in here. Do we want to get to the breaking news now or you want to yeah, wait we, until we have we have more we can it. and this just started a really bizarre series of events and text messages <laughs> with my family about something else but yeah uh here's what's going on ethan crumbly who was one of the school shooters that pleaded guilty and was convicted and sentenced to life without parole there is more news happening if you remember the case this is the one that happened uh, in Michigan where his parents disappeared shortly after the shooting. And then there were a lot of questions about text messages that had gone back and forth between him and his mother the day of the shooting, that they the parents had been called to the school the day of the shooting because the kid was having some kind of behavioral problem. And they left him there, took off, and that's when the shooting happened. I mean, it was it was horrible. There were so many dropped balls along the way that could have conceivably stopped this from happening if, if the parents had taken it seriously and if the school had been allowed to intervene. They didn't. And then when the shooting happened, the parents took off because they figured they were going to be held responsible in some way for it. That was prescient. They are. And they're now on trial for effectively contributing to the shooting by ignoring the fact that this kid was giving signs that he was in this kind of crisis. So now two things have happened at once. One is we find out that Ethan Crumbly is going to, according to his lawyers, appeal his sentence of life without possibility of parole. Why? Boy, that's a great question, considering the fact that he volunteer, he voluntarily pleaded guilty. It wasn't part of a plea bargain. He just pleaded guilty, said, yes, I did it, and, and effectively threw himself on the mercy of the court. And the court said, no, there's no mercy here for this. You're going to prison forever. Now the, the attorneys say he's going to appeal the conviction. The other piece of this, and this is not going to make you like his attorneys very much, is his attorneys are advising him that if he's called to testify in his parents' case, to remain silent, to refuse to testify. Okay. So I'm on the Detroit Free Press, uh, the story that they've got. Um, it says, Jennifer Crumbly wants the judge to order her son to testify at her trial. Um, while waiting for jury selection to begin this morning, the mom got bad news at 9.29 a.m., that's when her lawyer got an email from her son's lawyers confirming that the shooter will not waive any privilege or confidentiality, meaning he doesn't want any of his medical records used at his mom's trial on confidentiality grounds. Mm -hmm. That would mean whatever he said to a psychiatrist is also off limits. Okay. 
the stimulus right. and, didn't have what I was looking for. Okay. And in, the, in that piece of it, I mean, the doctor-patient confidentiality exists. We, we already yeah. know that. But, I mean, does it exist? Because we're talking about doctor-patient confidentiality for somebody who is not accused in that trial. Right. So... Right. Yeah, they had to go through and argue that one. But yeah, I mean, for them to say, okay, if if you're called to testify in the case against your parents, don't say anything. How do you get to do that? I mean, I guess what can they do to punish him, right? I mean, hold him in contempt? He's already in prison for the rest of his life. Oh, boy. Um, I'm working in my head through the legalities of this. You can't force him to testify, can you? I guess you can force him to testify, but you can't force him to say anything. Right. Yeah, and the judge can order him to answer questions, but if he refuses to answer questions, what what could you possibly do to him that hasn't already been done? You put him in jail instead of sending him back to prison? You're better off sending him back to prison. What what do they what do they expect him to say? I like uh, compassion because it was his parents or or maybe to get them, I mean, on cross if you're if you're the prosecuting attorney, then on cross, you would want to be able to question him about the meaning behind the text messages that his mother and he were sending to each other. What happened first? Did you start shooting and then get the message from her, or did that happen Jeez. beforehand? Yeah, getting the timeline down. I, it, uh, you could conceivably go a million different directions with it. But, yeah, I mean, if you have somebody who's refusing to testify, whom you cannot punish any more harshly than you've already punished him, then there's really no reason for him to say anything. Or, and, and that may be why they did this and why they want this out in the news mm-hmm. is because they're trying to encourage the prosecutors not to put him on their witness list. Is this, um, are they being tried together, both parents? Yes. Or is it just her? Yeah, I, so I believe it's both of them, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, and this is the first time, right, where we've had the parents of a school shooter go on trial for their role in the shooting. Yes, and and pardon me, let me correct that. They are not being tried together. They are both being tried. The mother okay. is on trial today. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the case against the father is scheduled for early March. Oh, so soon. Okay, so they're basically doing them back to back. Yes. Interesting that they're doing her first. And it's that's what inv- I was curious about. Right, and I think that's because they think they have the better case against her. Mm-hmm. Seeing as she was the one who was messaging with him that day, back and forth. Um, and, and so if you feel like you got a better case against her, if you win a conviction against her, then you, you can't really use that in his trial, mm-hmm. but it at least gives you a better indication of how you can go about, because they're both being tried for involuntary manslaughter. I mean, that's they're, they're, they're trying to put responsibility for those deaths, at least partially, on both parents. So that's a high hill to try to climb, which is why you don't normally see this. Is there any chance they will get him to testify against her, the dad? They can't. That's you, part of uh, what you, I... you can't be compelled oh, to testify, testify against your spouse. Got it. Yes, I forgot about that part. Okay. Huh. Maybe he'll see that she is going to be convicted and he takes a plea deal. And that one doesn't go to trial based on how Could be. hers goes. So interesting. Okay. And this just started, right? Jury selection just started. This is just getting underway. Uh, they, they said that the trial is scheduled to begin Tuesday. So okay. they must be ready to go. Okay. Uh, if you have thoughts on it, 913-586-7798. Uh, we'll take a break. Be back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. 
All right, so we were starting to go through some of the developments here. In the case of uh, Jennifer Crumbly is the one who goes on trial first out of the two parents of Ethan Crumbly, where there was the mass shooting at Oxford High School in Michigan in 2021. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. It's, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. No, it's crazy how quickly time goes by with these things. But plenty has happened. Again, sh the, both parents have been charged with involuntary manslaughter, even though they were not there at the time, because the, the theory is that they could have stopped it. We'll go to the phones if you want to jump in. 913-586-7798. Uh, Aaron in Kansas City is up next with us. Hey, Aaron. Hey, I was just going to point out that there's nothing stopping a spouse from voluntarily testifying against their spouse. They Correct. can't force them to do it because that's what the compelled is. So if they offered a deal and he chose to testify against her, he'd have every right to do that. So I think if they did, it would point out that they feel she's more responsible, but it's possibly something that they could do. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. You're, you're right. Um, you can voluntarily do it. So, <laughs> I mean, that would pretty much be the end of the marriage, you, you would think, you know, if you voluntarily. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, honey, I'm going to take the deal and testify against you. Have a good time in prison. <laughs> All right. Thank you, um, Aaron. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Aaron, for getting in. Uh, so we'll follow it. I suspect we'll be talking quite a bit more um, about this as, as the trial trials, plural, go on here. All right. So many other stories to get to. Uh, let's talk about this tech CEO uh, and what happened at this company, this holiday party. Uh, Vistex is the name of this company, uh, which is based in Illinois. I don't know exactly what that company does. I've never heard of it before. But they were getting together at a party in India to celebrate the 25th anniversary of this party. And it was quite, it reminds me of like what I'm watching. I'm watching the eight part series. I'm almost done with it about the founder of Uber. It reminds yeah. me like the kind of lavish parties that they had when Uber was becoming a big deal. Uh, the founder of Vistex is a guy named Sanjay Shah, who founded the company in 1999, died in a tragedy Thursday night um, in a freak accident. Yeah. There if was you... an iron cage. Yeah, see, what, show? what they did is is they, they they have one of these things where, uh, you're right, I mean, some of the, the other lavish parties that we've seen, even going back to, although it's nowhere near with the pyros and everything, like the, the same feel, but when Steve Jobs would do these things, where he would have these conferences where he would come out on stage and talk to all of the employees at Apple, and they would film these things, and eventually they would be edited and then released to the public. It was kind of like that, but it was much more... Bollywood spectacular. I mean, there were pyros and sparks flying everywhere and all of this stuff. And it was a big party for this guy's anniversary. So they pulled out all the stops. And as part of it, he and another guy, uh, who another big wig in the company, got into this metal contraption that was raised up above the stage and had these wings off to the sides of it. And pyros were shooting out of that as well. And everybody's cheering and going crazy and, oh, isn't this great? And this guy's, you know, the best CEO in the history of ever. And then one of the supports for that metal cage that raised them up 15 feet off the stage snapped. And both of them went smack down onto the concrete surface of the stage. 20 feet down is how far they fell. He died at a hospital. Uh, the other guy that was with him was still reported in critical condition. Multiple problems are uh, coming to light now with this whole thing, as you would imagine some of the obvious things. There were concerns now about failing to implement adequate safety measures. Somebody's looking at the wires holding that cage to see yep. how tight those were. 
And then they also said it took up to 20 minutes for the event organizers to get an ambulance to take him to the hospital. They had to, the other guy, not Shah, he died, but the guy that's in critical condition, they had to take him in a car, just in somebody's car to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, was it not rated for the kind of weight that they put in it when those two right. guys climbed in? Uh, who knows? And I, I mean, I guess the thing that is the takeaway from this is why? What's the point? Why do you do it? I mean, come on. You know, great. The guy's been CEO for 25 years. Give him a gold watch and call it a day. The, the lavish parties and all this, just because the company has that kind of money doesn't uh -huh. mean that you need to go all Scientology on the thing and start having this massive display, you know, all for what? So that you can have the people who work for you applaud? Guess what? If you tell them to applaud, they're going to do it. Well, he's CEO, or was. was. So I guess you get to spend the money however you see or saw fit there. So, yep. um, John, take a look at the link I just sent you on our thread about the bridge. This was posted on the Independence Avenue Truck Eating Bridge KCMO Facebook page. Uh, it wasn't the Independence Avenue Bridge, but MoDOT apparently posted, and they took it from MoDOT's Facebook page, that the Missouri 92 Bridge over I-29 was hit yesterday? Oh yeah, in in uh, in Platte City, and they closed it. The, the, and they said, "I didn't hear about this." Yeah, emergency repairs, and the, it's going to be closed for the foreseeable future. They've not even announced any kind of indication about when they think the job's going to be done. But it apparently did enough damage to the substructure, so it hit the bottom uh -huh. of one of the the concrete and steel rails that hold the bridge surface up. And they must think that it's in danger of collapse if they leave it alone. So they've shut the whole thing down. So we have pictures now, if you want to see where it hit. It's weird to see the inside, the the guts, so to speak, yeah. of something like that, and all the wires that are broken. All the rebar, they just yeah. remind, all MoDOT bridges have a clearance of 15 and a half feet or more unless otherwise posted. So yet again, here we go. It's so weird to see where it's, it's just a, a very striking image to see the actual point of impact and yep. everything that's under there. So yeah. So if if that's part of your <laughs> part of your daily commute, you're probably already aware. But if that's a place where you go every so often, just recognize that Missouri 92 bridge over I-29 is shut down and won't be open for a while. Uh, real quick, we were talking earlier about Alzheimer's. Uh, Charles Osgood, who anchored CBS Sunday Morning for 22 years, died at the age of oh. 91 today. Uh, cause of death was dementia. The family said. Wow. 45 years at CBS News before he retired. One of the most recognizable voices. And I mean, the Osgood file was mm -hmm. just a terrific, terrific piece of work um, and had that that silky smooth, very calm delivery. I mean, Osgood was one of those guys that that anybody could listen to. Um, I mean, incredibly bright and and brought a lot to radio news that his personality and I, you know, I say that and I don't mean his personality is, you know, being a real outgoing guy. I'm sure he probably, right. I never met him. I'm sure he probably was, but just the personality of his that came through on the air was such a rock steady personality that it made you want to listen to more of what he had to say. That's sad to hear. 91 years old. All right, coming up, we have two wrecks to talk about involving teenagers. One of them involved stunt driving. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.